What's up, Ego Hackers? It's Chase, and uh, doing a bunch of stuff today. But I uh, figured it'd be time to do another Confessions of an ENTP and discuss trust checking. And I think it's absolutely necessary to do so because one of the biggest problems that I have with the MBTI blogosphere as well as the MBTI YouTubeosphere, or whatever you call it, it's just that <clears throat> no one understands ENTPs. And it really frustrates me that there's like a complete unadulterated lack of understanding about ENTPs. And I think it's ridiculous. So I like to share some anecdotes and some stories from my life, confessions of an ENTP, to help people better understand ENTPs and the ENTP struggle. I figure that since I am an ENTP, why not actually produce regular content about what it is to be an ENTP so that you folks get to understand me, understand other ENTPs, because why not, right? So that's just kind of like the direction that I'm taking this. <clears throat> so, uh, but uh, before I get into it, uh, I would like to talk about a couple of things. Uh, test version 1.5 for the beta test of our personality test is live today uh, and the link uh, to get into that is uh, for those of you who are members uh, csjoseph.life forward slash portal just uh, go to that link and you just can sign right into the beta test and take the beta test please post your comments below uh, on the test page uh, your feedback on the test uh, etc the test has been uh, removed from our website embed and actually hosted at a different location uh, to improve the performance. Also, it gives us the ability to like actually zoom in on the test if you're looking at it mobile and the mobile experience is so much better than what it was. Uh, it's the release candidate, but we identified after we finished the release candidate, candidate for the uh, personality test that we have to make another change and we're gonna be redoing question nine which uh, arguably is the most difficult answer to uh, uh, provide during the test for your personality test. Uh, it's the final question, there's only nine questions. Um, and uh, so we made some changes in that area. So go ahead, check it out, leave your feedback, uh, you beta testers out there. If you wanna be a beta tester, go to csjoseph.life forward slash members, uh, sign up for initiate, it's only like seven bucks and then you're in. There's tons of content, even at the initiate level uh, and whatnot. Also, someone pointed out recently that our apprentice level only had two lectures. There's actually more than that. I, For some reason, we didn't even update our website to reflect the additional content that was there. I apologize. That's my bad. We'll get that, uh, we'll get that fixed for you guys um, right away. But I, but I believe everything inside of the membership portal was posted there just so you guys have that. Um, also, uh, we're going to be doing a giveaway very soon on uh, Instagram and also on Facebook uh, for uh, coaching. Um, if you guys wanna get a type verification session with Mr. Jay Ackley, uh, we just need you guys uh, to go uh, like and follow our Facebook page. Uh, so it's facebook.com forward slash csjosephlife. Uh, go there and then hit the like button and uh, 
also hit the follow button, etc. And uh, you'll be automatically answered to win a, uh, a, a verification session, a free verification session with Mr. J. Ackley. We're also going to be providing additional giveaways coming up in the very near future, so you guys have all that as well. And again, before we start the show, just a few more things. Just got this little housekeeping here. We recently destroyed the Discord server. It went poof, it's gone, and uh, what a relief. Um, but I wanted to make a few points about our Facebook uh, since we moved everyone to our Facebook page. Uh, so just so you guys know, when you guys are applying to the Facebook groups, like fake profiles, we're not accepting them at all. The mods have been trained on how to identify fake profiles. Every now and then someone gets in, but for the most part, if we see a fake profile, it's just gone. Like it's just, there's no point. So just so you guys know. We created groups for each of the individual 16 types for people to participate in uh, as well if they want to have more uh, focused discussion on specific groups. And uh, there is a CS verified group. So if you've had your type verified by myself or, or by Mr. J, uh, you'll be given access to that group as well for people who have had their type verified. So just be aware of that. Um, and uh, just so that you know, by participating in the CS Joseph Facebook groups, you pledge to keep them a harassment-free experience, hashtag disclaimer, for everyone. Uh, it is in everyone's best interest to bring the attention of the moderators, those instances of people being disruptive, denigrating, or insulting, or abusive, or people potentially violating privacy. Although, let's be honest, everyone violates the privacy of our private groups anyway. So just, just be aware of that. Um, so yeah, just like report stuff that you see to the mods, guys. And also stop like posting really trashy YouTube videos in there. I'd really appreciate that. Um, and uh, I think that's the last thing I have to state about that. Um, oh, one final point. Remember, guys, one of the reasons we got rid of the Discord server is because... Um, um, we had some people grooming underage people for uh, and enticing for you know sexual issues and enticing them away, and we had to deal with some pedos in the process. That's not to say that that can't happen in uh, our Facebook group. Now, luckily, due to the lack of anonymity within Facebook, there's a lower chance of that occurring, but it can still happen. So as a result, we ask the community to be vigilant when it comes to the Facebook groups and the Facebook community and the Facebook page at large. But just always be aware and understand that our Facebook community is definitely an 18 plus environment whenever possible. So just be aware. Although we'll be reviewing people individually if you are uh, not 18 plus because Facebook's rules, I believe is 13 plus. But from a business liability standpoint, we really expect 18 plus within the Facebook groups. That if you're if you're not 18 plus, you can still participate on the Facebook page. That's fine. But into the private groups, we really want to keep them in 18 plus environment. So just be advised. So anyway, that's enough of the announcements. Seven and a half minutes in. On with the actual stuff I want to talk about. Uh, so yeah. Um, so. I've talked about on a consistent basis how ESTPs, uh, you know, are a little bit interesting with how they handle some of their relationships. 
Oftentimes, ESTPs are focused on their own personal performance or whether or not anyone likes them, etc. Uh, who's going to stick around after they contribute to somebody, etc. And this causes a huge internal need within ESTPs. Uh, and this internal need is something known as loyalty checking or loyalty checks. And it's basically when an ESTP pushes people away to see if they'll come back, basically. It's like a, it's like a behavior check to a point. Um, and uh, they're trying to see if people will stick around, like who's loyal to me, who's not, basically. And that tells the ESTP who is worth investing in based on like who's their friends, etc. right? So uh, just, just be aware of that. Um, uh, trust, trust checking is the ENTP variant of the ESTP loyalty checks, right? So loyalty checks are a thing. And, and the problem with ESTP loyalty checks is that like when they're overused, because they could be overused or when it's done too much, they can actually push people too far. And that's where the saying uh, comes in, never push a loyal person to the point where they no longer give a damn, right? That's, that's where that comes from. And it's because of people like ESTPs pushing people way too far, uh, way, uh, and eventually to the point where those people end up abandoning them, even though those people to the ESTP were loyal to the ESTP the entire time. And it's like, how is it you ESTPs keep forgetting about my contributions to you, my loyalty to you, my proof of loyalty to you, and you keep forgetting about it because you're not making me a priority enough, right? And then based on that, then uh, the ESTP forgets all of those contributions or all of those acts of loyalty and they'll forget them on a whim sometimes because they're just not paying enough attention uh, to, um, uh, they're just not paying enough attention uh, to the particular loyal person. Which is funny because from an ESTP standpoint, that is a form of hypocrisy. They expect everyone else to give them attention, but they're not willing to give their own attention to other people. And, uh, uh, oh, uh, Spiros uh, Salentis, it's targeting September 1st right now. September 1st. The reason why it got delayed is because our graphic artist is facing a death in the family right now. And that delayed uh, the test a lot. Uh, but our target right now is uh, September 1st. That's our target. Um, so yeah, uh, sure thing, uh, Katie and um, Captain Snooze. <laughs> uh, hopefully I'm not putting Captain Snooze to sleep right now. So uh, be that as it may, um, there's a bunch of, um, oh, got to write a note, had a thought, uh, had a thought, awesome. Okay, so anyway. Uh, so ESTPs have that problem. They push people too far away. They're trying to see who's going to stick around. That's, that's a problem. Now, ENTPs, however, we've been talking a lot about bitterness. We've been talking a lot about needing to show gratitude. Uh, and the next thing we're probably going to be talking about is showing mercy uh, because of how vengeful ENTPs get and actually looking a little bit more about the vengeance capacity of ENTPs. But there is something that needs to be talked about first uh, before we even get into that. And that's probably like the next episode of Confessions of an ENTP. But what we need to focus on right now is how ENTPs, their version of loyalty checking is trust checking. 
So ESTPs expect everyone else uh, to give them attention, but do not often give attention, right? That's what causes ESTPs to be hypocritical. An ENTP, however, uh, they expect everyone else to desire them, but they don't exactly desire many people, which is their, uh, their form or a form of ENTP hypocrisy. But one of the byproducts of that hypocrisy, it creates something known as trust checking or trust checks. The number one need that all ENTPs have is trust. They need trust. And it's so interesting because that happens to be the virtue of the INTJ archetype. And their virtue, and their virtue and vice, uh, their virtue is being trusting, trusting to other people, right? Uh, the problem with uh, being trusting uh, with other people is that the INTJ opens themselves up to being gullible, right? And when paired up with an ENTP, because they have sincerity versus insincerity within their virtue and vice, and if you don't know what virtue and vice is, I encourage you to watch the playlist here on this channel, Season 7, where we examine the virtue and the vices of each of the individual 16 archetypes, etc. Uh, but... Um, based on there uh <clears throat> gotta have a swig you know what i'm saying gosh i love pellegrino it's like my favorite i didn't even know it was my favorite until recently my wife like bought a case of them and she's just been you know having one every now and then but like now i have them like every day so uh Trust checking. So INTJs, quite frankly, are the best type out of all the types to provide that super high level of trust because they are at the highest risk of being gullible. And this is why sometimes INTJs are actually kind of intimidated and afraid of having relationships with ENTPs. And this is one of the reasons why ENTPs uh, end up having bad relationships with INTJs because of this trust factor. Whereas the INTJ gets into their paranoia vice and then ends up accusing the ENTP of being untrustworthy, whereas the ENTP's highest need is to be trusted and to have actions that prove to the ENTP on the part of the INTJ that trust is actually taking place. And trust in ENTP, like once it's shattered, it's extremely hard to build, uh, to build back up. And that's not to say that the ENTP doesn't give people second chances, and in some cases gives people third chances. The ENTP is unhealthy if they give four or five or six or seven chances, which guess what, folks, I've been very guilty of in my life. Now, it's more of a second chance or maybe a third chance, but usually I'm kind of done with people after a second chance, right? And that's just kind of how I go and how I do it. So... Yeah, thanks, uh, Leanne, for mentioning that's my bong. Should I get, like, a really old curtain, you know, and stick it behind me as well? And, uh, you know, maybe maybe a pipe or two? Like, who, who, who knows, right? So, but yeah, the thing is, though, is that if an INTJ is not willing, at least from a relationship or even a friendship standpoint, to provide that unique, uh, unfeathered, uh, just amazing high level of trust for the ENTP where they are like hey you know I know you're loyal to me you can lie to everybody else but I know you're not going to lie to me and that kind of thing is what an ENTP ultimately needs within the relationship the problem is is like show me an INTJ out there that actually does that right let's let's talk about like the masculine and the feminine when applied to types though 
So women are not conditioned to provide unconditional respect to men in Western society. They are conditioned to do that in Eastern society. Men are conditioned to provide unconditional love to women in Western society, but they are not conditioned to provide unconditional love in Eastern society, which creates a lot of conflict amongst relationships regardless of wherever you go because of the genders in this issue. If you want to kind of do it right, I recommend marrying someone from Eastern society if you are a man and uh, you know, vice versa, you know, if you're a woman from Eastern society, get a Western man essentially is probably a, a better approach. But uh, regardless of uh, those, those conflicts, an ENTP woman really, really needs that trust and they're super mega sensitive to it. The thing is, is that an INTJ man is more willing to provide his virtue of trust for an ENTP woman. The reason why is because men are the true romantics. Men are, idealist, are they are idealistic uh, when it comes to love and relationships, whereas women are more opportunistic, right? So based on that dichotomy right there from a behavioral psychology point of view, right? Um, then you can, you can see how it's easier for an INTJ man to give up his virtue of trust towards his ENTP woman than it would be for an INTJ woman to give up uh, her virtue of trust uh, to an ENTP man. It's a lot harder. And so you guys have to uh, understand, you know, this small dichotomy. We haven't very much discussed how gender skews the priorities or the decision making of each of the 16 types. The reason why is because gender is far more neutral or open to more influence from human nurture than it is necessarily human nature. That's not to say that we don't have some kind of biological uh, nature that we have to keep track of in terms of each of our you know, biological genders, of course. We definitely have that issue. But it goes even uh, further than that. It goes like way further than that. So, but when you're looking at uh, an ENTP man with an INTJ woman, an INTJ woman is more likely to, uh, you know, have a lot more anxiety. They're more likely to have um, a lot more paranoia than say an INTJ man within a relationship. So this means that statistically, when it comes to ENTP INTJ golden pairs, uh, if it's an ENTP man and an INTJ woman, they would have a less likely chance of working out compared to, uh, you know, if the, if the genders are actually reversed. And it's, it's, a, it's a thing. The thing is, is that due to the idealism within men and INTJ men, they are willing to provide their virtue for their ENTP woman. And like I said, statistically, that golden pair would be far more likely to occur than say an ENTP man and an INTJ woman. Now I could hear all the philosopher types, especially the INFPs in the crowd saying that, oh Chase, you're full of crap and you don't know what you're talking about and how do you know that, blah, blah, blah. It's based on the many years of coaching people through relationships. There is certain golden pairs out there, there's certain bronze pairs out there, certain silver pairs out there, but one of the reasons why we have gold, silver, bronze, pedagogue, uh, cohort, conflict, or all these different kinds of relationships, if you take into account uh, the masculine and the feminine amongst the genders with each of the individual types and their relationship pairings, if you take that into account, 
what you'll realize is, is that depending on the person's gender, they're more likely to be more successful with a bronze pair or they're more likely to be su successful with a golden pair, for example. Or potentially, and then if there's additional nurture impact, maybe a silver pair is bigger. Or they're more likely to be better off with a pedagogue relationship. There's a bunch of little factors that have to be tracked, basically, in order for you to determine which one's going to work best for you. So this is just one example, and I'm going to be providing some additional content relating to this within Season 14. So if you want to get into Season 14, make yourself an apprentice at the at csjoseph.life forward slash members. Grab an apprentice membership so you have access to these premium lectures where I talk about this, okay? But uh, the point is, just because it's a golden pair on paper and you have highest compatibility on paper, well, if you you may uh, if your genders are in the appropriate positions, INTJ man, because guess what? The INTJ type is technically very masculine, and if biologically, if a man, you know, being a male, you have a male INTJ, it's and a female ENTP. ENTP is technically, naturally speaking, it is a feminine archetype. You put those two archetypes together, they're more likely to succeed in their relationship compared to you know the ENTP male because it's like a more feminine male with a more masculine women woman and masculine women which are STPs and NTJs out of all of the 16 types especially in western society have the hardest time showing respect for men because oftentimes in this you know feminine primary social order uh, they have been so feminized these STPs and these NTJs that they expect, uh, they expect that unconditional love for men, and they're not really necessarily willing to show appreciation to their men in those relationships, right? And this can cause a huge problem. Okay, so, uh, so yeah, a golden pair for an ENTP is the INTJ. But the problem is, is that an INTJ woman is way more likely to be disrespectful and not be willing to show that unconditional respect that any man requires. Don't forget, from a relational standpoint, relationship standpoint, men need respect. It's not good enough to tell a, wo uh, a man, I love you. It is not good enough for a woman to tell a man, I love you. It is never good enough. The reason why is because men are instinctively aware that women can love just about any jackass on the street, right? And based on that, uh, men, it's not good enough to say I love you to men, so they have to be shown respect, right? And for the sake of this uh, thing, I'm going to talk about uh, what is uh, the definition of respect right now, and I will read it to you right now. This comes from the book Real Marriage by Grace Driscoll, and it's from page 119, Respect Defined. I've done this multiple times. I'm going to do it again. We need to know what a word means before we can start to practice it. To respect is to, quote, to notice, regard, honor, prefer, defer to, encourage, love, and admire. Notice how the word love is actually included in the definition of respect, right? The word love is included in that definition which means women have to go the extra mile for their man. This is especially important in Western society because men are treated like second-class citizens in uh, Western society. Therefore, and it comes to being, you know, with their woman under their roof, under their own roof, men expected to be a first-class citizen. 
You know, and that's just how it is. They're treated like a second-class citizen everywhere else. They are not to be a second-class citizen within the safety or comfort of their own homes, right? So it's really important. Um, and uh, so based on that, it's really hard for INTJ women or ENTJ women or STP women to show respect uh, to to men, and it's especially harder if that man is an informative archetype. If they're an informative archetype, then that's even worse. If they're informative, then they struggle with, uh, you know, because it's like they're technically a little bit more feminine because their communication style comes off very yin, and it's not so much yang, which uh, women are naturally attracted to in that regard. So because of this little conflict, this inhibits INTJ women especially to show their trust virtue to ENTP men in their golden pair. This can be a serious problem, okay? It's like, it's like a really big problem, right? So what do you do? What do you do in that situation? Well, here comes the ENTP trust checks. Trust checks. This is ENTPs, we're pragmatic, right? We just do what works. What's the difference between affiliative and pragmatic? If I was going to define it one way, I'd do it simply in this manner, okay? This is how you do it, very simply. Affiliative people are focused on doing the right thing, right? Affiliative people are doing the right thing. Pragmatic people are focused on doing the best thing. It's all about doing the best thing. So... Yeah, well, they've been conditioned to behave like women nowadays. What do you expect? Anyway, so based on that, ENTP trust checks come in, and they're very pragmatic, which means they do what works, so they focus on doing the best thing. And the ENTP's biggest need is trust, especially in terms of a friendship or a relationship, a sexual relationship of some kind. Trust is their biggest need. So it is contingent upon the INTJ to prove through concrete actions, not just words, to the ENTP that they trust the ENTP. And let me tell you, I, I don't care. I don't care even if you're in a monogamous relationship. Anytime anyone picks up my phone and starts thumbing through my phone, I instantly feel, regardless of what's happening, uh, I instantly feel my trustworthiness being questioned as an, as an ENTP. And that's especially bad because when you combine that with introverted sensing inferior, introverted sensing inferior does not like ever having its loyalty questioned by anyone. Because if it really is truly being loyal to somebody and their loyalty is being questioned, they end up to they end up getting into this really bad situation. You know, it's it's a it's a really uh, really bad thing. Okay. Um, yeah, feminism has effectively destroyed men. Uh, quite frankly, so yeah. Um, no, I'm not saying INTJ and ENTJ women are dis disrespectful in the eyes of CSJ. That's not what I'm saying. Let me clarify because apparently you guys are just focusing on buzzwords and whatever. Okay, here's the reality of the situation. I am saying that STP women and NTJ women are more likely out of all of the 16 types to be disrespectful to men in sexual relationships or in general. I'm saying it's statistically more likely. Doesn't mean it, it happens with all of them. Doesn't mean so. I mean, they're still women. They could still enter into the feminine. They can still defer to and prefer and admire and love. You know, 
the definitions of respect. They can still choose to show respect in that regard. So, like, stop assuming that's what I'm talking about. Like, that's ridiculous, okay? So, anyway. And, yes, uh, as uh, my wife has pointed out, every woman has a problem with respect at some point. Every single one of them, especially in this feminine primary social order of Western society, okay? It makes, it's, it's just a thing, it happens. And women have to learn over time how to be respectful, okay? That's just, it's just kind of what has to happen. Um, so anyway, well, uh, Boff Boz, I highly recommend you read No More Mr. Nice Guy by Dr. Robert Glover, who completely disagrees with you on that. In fact, read all of Dr. Robert Glover. And you could also read Rollo Tomasi while you're at it, and where he will prove with U uh, U.S. Census uh, Bureau data as to how much you're wrong, sir. So please go verify your beliefs there. Um, anyway, uh, so the point is, please con please consider these dynamics and these uh, relational dichotomies when we're con when we're looking at what trust checks are and why ENTPs do trust checks. So. When someone is disrespectful to an ESTP, they start doing loyalty checks, right? When someone is disrespectful to an ENTP, they start doing trust checks, okay? And it's because ESTPs need attention, they need loyalty more than anything. And that's what a loyalty check is, to see if they still have someone else's attention or if they're going to be able to keep someone else's attention, okay? That's... That's the important part, right? If they can keep that attention. Now, uh, so based on that, um, so um, so based on that, then ENTPs have trust checking. When they feel disrespected, they trust check. So what does trust checking do? It's actually checking for interest. It's checking to see if the person still wants them, right? It wants them enough to actually be willing to give them trust, right? Because then that means their introverted sensing inferior is satisfied from a loyalty standpoint to show them that they're loyal, etc. versus other times when like they're not loyal, right? That could be a, a problem. So it's all about trust, trust is important. So let's give some examples of trust checks. Um, one, a, a trust check that I did recently was, for example, to see which moderators or which admins or which members of my team who were on the Discord community when I blew up the server to see which servers they would go to and if they ever ended up on any anti-CSJ servers, for example. And if they did, I was going to cut them out of my life, basically, because that just showed me that they didn't trust me right and i shouldn't trust them like you know you know what i'm saying so it's like okay i have contributed to you for this long and you basically betrayed me because it's like wow great and you know when that happens i get in their face and i challenge them on it and i hold them accountable because trust is my biggest name especially with people that you know i'm involved with with my work and everything that i do trust is everything and if I don't trust somebody, or if I see that they're engaging in untrustworthy behavior, especially given how much I've invested in this person, 
then guess what? They can't be in my life anymore, basically, right? And that's just a part of having self-respect. ESTPs use loyalty checks for their self-respect. ENTPs often use trust checks for their uh, for themselves. Now, now let's look at how trust checking works on the perspective of the INTJ. This is where you queue up the complaining INTJ, where they're like, "Oh, you know, uh, you know, INTJ is such a such a problem, you know, blah blah blah." Uh, and it's like, "No, dude, just do your trust checks." And the INTJ gets trust checked, and the INTJ is like, "Oh, you know, but you don't, you, you obviously don't trust me." And then they they start they start complaining about it, right? And it's like, "You set me up for failure." That's like the number one criticism that's thrown back at the ENTP when the INTJ is. Um, is being uh, trust checked, right? When they get trust checked. And it's so hilarious to me because they're always complaining about being set up for failure, but they don't spend enough time being observant of the ENTP's behavior. And oftentimes the INTJ through SI Demon just conveniently forgets everything the ENTP has actually done for them, right? Like for example, I was having a conversation with Jab recently. Jab's a great guy. Um, and um, even though he's no longer on the show, he's no longer on the team, he's doing way better for himself than he probably would have ever been able to do for himself, uh, you know, working with me, etc. And he's got a fantastic career. The guy, I mean, the guy's he's a total badass, let's be honest. My, my, my INTJ friend, Jab, he's a total badass. And uh, while he's being all badass, basically, I he came to me and he, he criticized me heavily. And he's like, yeah, Chase, you screwed up here, 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 here with your business, right? And when you're running our team, and it, this is all the areas that you screwed up. And I'm like, yeah, of course. I Of course I screwed up. For one, I got to trial and error my way through everything, you know. I've only ran a few businesses in the past and they all went under and they all went, you know, into the ground. But eventually someone gets it because they just have the guts to never give up. Yes, I'm literally quoting Naruto when I say that. But making sure that you don't have the guts to give up is really important, especially when you're conducting business. So what I did is I wrote a list out to Jab, a list of names of every single person that was close to me uh, or I was in a sexual relationship with, or they worked for me, or some something. I, I made this huge list of names. It's like 20 names or whatever. And I sent it to him. And I said, Jeff, here's the reality of the situation. Every single person on this list is better than when I found them. That's just reality. And, and by the way, every single person on this list got way more out of their relationship with me than I did. Okay, so I don't want to hear it. I don't. I don't want to hear people, uh, you know, like telling me that I'm ungrateful. Even though there are times where I do get ungrateful, there are times when I do get bitter. It's true, and there are times that I struggle with my FI trickster to even show gratitude. I'll admit it. I'll be the first to admit it. That's what ENTPs do. Doesn't mean it's an excuse though, because then it's not an excuse, right? But here's the reality, like. You have to you have to understand that you know just because I show gratitude, it's not to say that you know guess what I'm also an FE user. Everyone else better be showing me gratitude too. You know what I'm saying? And that's where the trust checking comes in. I start 
trust checking people because it's like, wait a minute, do you actually even really want me? And then I start developing that habit like I talked about before. Anytime I have any interaction with any human being, I ask myself, is this person getting more out of it than I am? And if they are, that means they're, they're manipulating me automatically and they're taking advantage of me and they should not be in my life and I need to criticize them, etc. It's all part of having self-respect. Trust checking goes a little bit further because it's checking on whether or not the person is even interested or even wants to be around you and whether or not they're still going to hold you in that regard such that they give you 100% trust because the thing is everyone else out there, at least from the perspective of the ENTP, they don't understand the ENTP such that they assume that the ENTP is evil because they won't take the time to actually understand where the ENTP is coming from. This is why ENTP's biggest need is trust above else. Because from the ENTP's point of view, oh yeah, I just look evil. Oh yeah, I just look creepy. Oh yeah, I just look like a mafia hitman who's an axe murderer. I just look like these things. Yeah, I dress in black and I don't want to really talk to anyone, whatever. And then we have this uh, tall, dark, and handsome vibe mixed in with a little dark triad. And all of a sudden we got women asking us out everywhere we go. That's actually pretty normal for ENTPs who've actually figured that out. The thing is, is if we ask people out with those traits, for example, we just come off as creepy AF and no one wants to really get involved with us. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Better to make yourself as desirable as possible as an ENTP and then, and you know, and basically, you know, have them come to you than the other way around, essentially, right? That's just what the name of the game is as an extroverted intuitive all any users have to do this unless they want to leverage their introverted sensing and demand an experience from a high expert sensing user like an sp okay maybe they could pull that off but even then it's it still it still is a crapshoot and this is why entps still need to trust check people trust checking is important you know and that's what happens estps test the loyalty of the people with them or the people in the work uh, or in their wolf pack and ENTPs test the trust. They test the trust constantly. How many ENTPs guys in your life, think about it, how many ENTPs in your life do do things immoral, unethical, you know, things that just piss people off all the time, uh, things that are alienating of other people, uh, you know, or maybe their depravity is there and they're just being depraved and they're testing your trust in them constantly because they are these literal agents of chaos that won't necessarily give a damn about what other people think of them. How many times do you have relationships or friends who are ENTPs who do this? And how many times are they testing whether or not you trust them? Because all that behavior and your ability to withstand or tolerate or understand where the ENTP is coming from, okay, they're testing that. So based on that, please understand where that's coming from. No one understands ENTPs. And because of that lack of understanding of ENTPs, sometimes out there say like, well, no one understands me too. And I'm like, yeah, but the thing is, no one understands ENTPs far more. They're the most misunderstood of all the types. And I am not saying that, you know, because like that's how I feel or I'm being like biased. No, that's just reality. Why is it reality? For example, the MBTI certification course where you get taught to uh, learn how to administer the actual MBTI test. It literally says during the training course that you go through 
that if you still can't figure out what type they are, they are an ENTP because ENTPs are the hardest to understand. It's in their own course material. The MBTI course material is right there. Read it yourself. It's actually there, okay? That's how they do it. What's funny about that, I was actually at a American River College in uh, Sacramento, and they have this lady in uh, student services. She's an INFJ woman, and uh, she was giving an MBTI course. And I, and I took Railgun uh, there uh, to this course. And it was so funny because she kept on giving her MBTI presentation, and then there's my wife, TI parenting, every single point that the INFJ was making, literally interrupting the entire class probably 30 times and stressing the F out of this INFJ woman's SE inferior because she kept on questioning every little detail. But that TI child, you know, just had to, you know, uh, kind of up the ante and one-up her for some reason and respond every single time. But regardless, it was a very fun experience uh, in that particular moment. But even that instructor at American River College in Sacramento uh, said that if you don't know what type you are, chances are you're an ENTP. And I'm like, wow, wow, okay? Like, it's so, it's so, it's so funny. So, so yeah, like even, even she said it. I was like, dang, yeah. But yeah, so most people don't get ENTPs. Even though, and this is why ENTPs oftentimes uh, look like they're introverts or loners, etc., because no one can understand them, and because ENTPs are very intimidating, scary people. I've actually had people within this audience tell me that they didn't want to get coaching with me because they were intimidated by me. Guess what? That's normal. It's normal. Even my INFJ mentor told me, Chase, why is it everywhere you go you're dressed as a mafia hitman? And I'm like, Dang, I, I, I didn't know. I didn't know that's what was going. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's pretty it's pretty crazy. <laughs> so. Oh yeah. <laughs> Jay Ackley just sent me a photo of his uh, of his dogs. They're they're pretty cute. They all they both have little cones on their heads, poor dogs. Oh, <laughs> Um, yeah, and, and yeah, that's true, actually. So Railgun had to have, uh, like, the, the, that, that woman who was giving that presentation, like, literally was trying to get her kicked out of the room. It was, it was hilarious, but she wasn't doing it. And the INTJ on the very corner of the, of the table was, like, making noises and whatnot and getting all pissed off. And it was absolutely hilarious. It's so good. I was like, what are you, are you actually going to say something to me? Like, I dare you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was, we, we had a lot of fun, and I just kept my mouth shut. I didn't TI parent anything. I just kept my mouth shut. I was like, dang, you know, this is, this is pretty, uh, this is pretty hilarious. So, anyway, awesome. Okay. Yeah, I guess you're right, Tommy. They, they do choose to feel bad. I mean, that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so, it's due to this lack of understanding which causes ENTPs to be alienated by literally everyone else. And this is just extroverted sensing demon just hating reality around them, right? This is why it's it's why it's like, you know, NTPs have this perspective. If I'm going to do the time, I may as well do the crime. 
if everyone's just going to assume I'm an asshole, then I'm just going to be an asshole because why why bother at this point, you know? And then it's and then it's even funnier when ENTPs figure out that like that's actually more attractive uh, to the opposite sex when that happens, which is which is funny to me. It's like absolutely hilarious to me. Uh, so yeah, you know, just and then and and then it's like okay, yeah, when people give you the advice, oh yeah, just be yourself, you know, that's like really horrible advice. But then it's when the ENTP truly actually is themselves, then then actually things go well for them after a while because they just decide that they're okay with being dicks. <laughs> so. Because that's just kind of literally how it works. Uh, very similar to INTPs, actually. Um, very similar. Um, anyone else notice that ENTPs to be sort of proud of their effed up past? Yes, Michael, it happens uh, consistently. The reason why is because that's SI aspirational saying, look at all this bad crap I got through. And that makes me stronger than most people. And I'm very well aware of that. And that's why they take a sense of pride in that regard. Um, now, I don't know Dennis Rodman's MBTI personality type. I, I don't know. Um, so, yeah. Uh, okay. Um, okay. This is scaring off ESTPs, uh, fair enough. But I mean, that's what you say, Tanya, but that's not necessarily, that's probably not actually true in practice. So, um, what's up, Jay? <laughs> ENTP dad makes fun of me, but he is a radical leftist. I mean, I, I actually got verbally destroyed by an ENTP leftist. I also got verbally destroyed by an ENTP right-winger, too. I don't think anyone likes the fact that I seem to be like a centrist or I'm someone who just doesn't really care about the political spectrum because I find it a, a very fallible uh, system and way of thinking that just creates controlled opposition, which means nothing actually gets done. Um... Uh, yes, FJBZ3, technically yes, but it's mostly because of the, the, the inner conflicts provided by intersexual relationships within Western society, etc. Um, okay. Uh, Effie Hero parents, uh, get away from those Effie Hero uh, parents, uh, Cornbread Zizzle. And by the way, Cornbread Zizzle, you have the best name I've seen on this stream this entire time. Like, this is amazing. Cornbread Zizzle is my bro. I love it. Like, I, I mean, just never be home. I don't know. Spend all your time your Never family. be home. That's what I take. Railgun's rail guns advice with two <laughs> affiliative parents. Yeah. And I'm subconscious focused, so it worked. Like. <laughs> I, I am a constitutionalist. Although the amendment in the Constitution that allowed the senators to be chosen by popular vote is the most stupidest amendment in, ever, and it needs to be completely removed from the Constitution. Like, it's literally stupid. And I hate that. I hate that amendment. And it needs to die in a fire. It, like, literally destroyed this country. It's so terrible. So, yeah. Anyway. Do I condemn loyalty checks that go too far? How too far is for the trust checks? That's the thing, Jamie Morkin. ENTPs need to, be, need to realize that trust checks oftentimes are setting people up for failure. And that's why INTJs complain about being set up for failure in that regard, because it's like, well, wait a minute, I was just set up for failure here. And of course, that's the number one way to defeat an INTJ in anything, is just set them up for failure, um, especially when they're failing in front of other people. That's how you take them out. 
that's you know that's the ultimate result of social engineering and INTJ to fit your own agenda. INTJs beware of being set up for failure. Please beware and use that healthy paranoia vice to uh, protect yourself in that situation. But the thing is, is that the ENTP goes far because if it's truly is them failing or is it the ENTP that set them up for failure, right? Is there, you have to ask, is there really any actual value? Or did the ENTP really not give the person any option to fail, but to fail, right? That's how you know, that's how you know the trust check is too far. If there was no other choice but to fail, that's how you know that the ENTP is effed up, manipulative, and uh, probably should be thrown in the dumpster straight up when they don't give you any other choice. That's a problem. Um, so just be aware of that. Okay. So yeah. Loyalty checks are actually always stupid, aren't they? Loyalty checks. <laughs> they they're not always stupid. I, I honestly, I think loyalty checks can be really healthy for a relationship, especially with an SE user woman who's suffering competition anxiety. They end up loyalty checking their SI user men more often. And it kind of just comes from a basic need, especially the older they are as a woman, especially if they're from the ages of like 27 to 39 or 27 to 37, especially in that age group. I could totally understand the loyalty check from that part of you. But even then, I'm still an ENTP and I do not like my SI inferior stomped by having my loyalty questioned and neither does even ENFPs. It's funny because an ENFP friend of mine was on the phone with me recently telling me just literally that. He doesn't want his loyalty being questioned because it's literally his SI inferior being stumped. And you know, when you have my SE demon questioning his loyalty, it's extremely hurtful to that inferior function. And then it also simultaneously makes me a hypocrite, which I'll admit, for example. So there's, there's uh, another things. So Helen, I mean, there may be other choices, yes, and there may not. It's all part of the Xanatos gambit, right? The ENTP is literally creating a Xanatos gambit in the form of a trust check. Is there a choice for someone to prove uh, uh, to prove trust uh, of the ENTP? Or is there only choices available to them that will cause them to fail that trust check? That's really how you can tell the difference. So, um, so yeah, super, super important. No, Tupac is not an ENFP. No. Okay. He's an ENTP. What are the most alpha SI users? Uh, would be, um, technically, it's NTPs. Um, I've known some ENFPs to be super alpha, but uh, like maybe Connor McGregor, maybe, but that's like a long shot. Um, and but it's probably ESTJ is probably the most alpha of the SI users, I would have to say, um, at least in terms of like everyone generally acceptable. And then ENTP would be close second, but it may actually be first. So I would say out of the SI users, ESTJ for the sensors, ENTP for the intuitives. But overall, ESTP is the most alpha of all the types with ENTJ as a close second. This is why I say ESTP is the most alpha of the sensors and ENTJ is the most alpha of the intuitives on that spectrum. 
because they're SE users technically. And SE is still connected more so to the masculine, whereas SI is still connected more towards the feminine because it's on an axis of the expert intuition. And the feminine energy is mostly attached to expert intuition and masculine energy is mostly attached to introverted intuition, basically. Okay. Oh, we got Cornbread Zizzle back in the house. Ha, ah, thanks. I just got your channel. I've been so glad I did because I've, I've been so helpful for introspection. But yeah, my affiliate parents, so emotionally abusive. Yeah, I mean, mine was too. No, Tupac was not an ENFJ. No. Uh, okay. Yeah. I think a healthy ENTPs are focused on their craft and passionate about making the world a better place. I mean, yeah, that's that's basically the, the Tony Stark thing, but I mean, even Tony Stark was like willing to randomly sleep with that one reporter on like the first movie we ever met him, I think. So uh, in, in the original Iron Man, just to give you an example, or you can look at that movie, The Aviator with Leonardo DiCaprio talking about Howard Hughes. Even though he was really working on improving the world, he could not escape his own introverted sensing as much as he tried. At while being uh, pragmatic so uh, okay uh, which SE users are less alpha than ESTJs and ENTPs gosh that's a really hard question um, not many of them you could maybe argue SE inferiors maybe but even then if they're aspirational that's not true they're gonna be more alpha um, we already typed Dolly Parton uh, I believe I think we said ESFJ in that one, actually. Um, do ENTPs need to see constant improvement in a friend? No, that's more of an INFJ or an INTJ thing. No, no, they don't really need to see that. Uh, but if the ENTP figures out that that other friend who's not improving is taking more than the ENTP is in a relationship, the ENTP is just going to let go of that person. Uh, so, yeah. Um, yeah, I prefer... Uh, Iron Man is definitely my favorite Marvel hero, for sure. I like Deadpool, too, but I still think Iron Man's better in, like, every way. Which type is the most common intuitive? We honestly don't know. Oh, speaking of that, because, like, we were working on the test earlier, guys, um, uh, we're getting a, a live feed of data to our website so people that take the test will be able to see what the test results are. It's going to be amazing. Okay. All right. Um, do you recommend the INFJ over the INTJ for an ENTP man? Uh, technically, yes. I have to say yes, I would. Based on the feminine primary social order within Western society, yes. Because an INFJ woman is more feminine than an INTJ woman, basically. And that provides a little bit more balance within the context of that relationship. However, you have to deal with the lack of emotional compatibility. But I talk about how to solve that in Season 14, Episode 9. And that is available right now with an apprentice membership from csjoseph.life forward slash members. Become an apprentice and you can read the ENTP or watch the ENTP INFJ intimacy lecture. So, um, okay, thoughts on Arnold. Who is Arnold? Uh, would it be a smart decision for an ENTP guy to move in with an INFP female? No, it wouldn't. And how do you know she's an INFP? What if she's an INFJ? And even then, I wouldn't recommend anyone move in with anyone at all. I, I don't recommend that at all. Not unless not unless you were 35 and she was 25 and you were getting married. Then in that moment, that'd be fine. So, 
yes, cats and dogs do have types. My cat, where is my cat? <laughs> Come here, kitty. She's a ragdoll because she's an INFP. Come here. Oh, yes, I'm just grabbing you with my toes. Oh, you're purring already? Come here. Come here. Come here. Oh, she's late. <laughs> Tell my story about when she cried even when you picked her up like a baby. Yeah, she cried like a baby when I picked her up. Let's see here. Because remember when I left her outside and she oh, wanted kitty. attention? Yeah, kitty. Oh, she was milking me. Purring, picking her up by her chest fur, and she's purring still. Yeah, kitty. Yeah, this is my INFP cat. She's so S-E trickster. She runs into things. It's hilarious. Um... A lot, actually. So, yeah. So good. Yes, kitty, kitty, kitty. Kitty, kitty, kitty. So, yeah. Kitty, kitty. Kitty, kitty. Alright, so... How do NPs get fashion sense? I, I you know, I, I could actually do a video on that. How uh NPs get fashion sense. I could actually stop the stream and start a new one and we could talk about that. You wanna do that? Do it. Okay. <laughs> Alright, we're gonna do the fashion sense stream. I'll be right back guys. Um anyway, uh thanks for watching. Uh this has been Confessions of an ENTP and Trust Checks. Uh Deadpool's an ENTP folks. And uh I'm gonna restart the stream but from a different uh, a different one because I'll talk about uh how do NPs get fa fashion sense or fashion advice? Dude, I just posted a meme and it's set for like, you want me to show it to you? Yeah, yeah.